middle of the show, we're going to test it. If it's an abysmal failure, if the drop doesn't get over, we're never doing it again, but we're going to try something different tonight. See, I kind of want a soundboard. Yeah. um, But because I remember back in the day. When we were first starting a podcast and I was like, oh, maybe we'll have a soundboard. And you were like, no fucking way. So this is about as primitive as a soundboard as you could possibly get. Right. As as long as it's freeware, I can't stop or start it. (laughs) Or like I can only stop or start it. Like I can't pause it. Right. Right. So it's very primitive. It's very whatever. Like there's ones that I can get that are probably like web based. Mm-hmm. There's ones that I can get that are like an actual like physical soundboard and a mixer and all, mm-hmm. all this other shit. I like to keep things as ease of use as possible. Right, right. As long as if it does work, we can work the steroid one into it. Well, again, <laughs> I'm so, just this, kidding. so this is where we get to. Right. Todd is playing dumb right now. He's already heard the bit that I drop in on the main show. Right. I'll just say, when I first heard it, I'm like, it should be on the comic book show, but can I use it on the comic book show and on At Odds? And I'm like, no, 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 we're testing it on the comic show first, we're going to see how it gets over, and then it might go into the, the list of regular drops for the uh, the wrestling show as well. Oh, good, good, good. But that's the thing, if there's, if there's stuff that you want, you know, like things... Um, and then we could do a soundboard uh, on the main show going forward, you know. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll mm-hmm. figure it out. Um, most most of the ones that I have for the wrestling are like swear filled. That's okay. I don't. I well, we could save those because who knows? Maybe there'll be an after dark soundboard too eventually. Right. Exactly. <laughs> This is what I like. Uh, here's what I like: more fun on this show, yes. and less work for me. Well, that's not less work for you. It's the same exact amount of work. I think somehow it's even less. I don't know. But yes, <laughs> I could I could always find a way. It's it's one of my mutant powers is how to figure out to make it less work, even if there's no work. Gotcha. Uh, so it's been uh, since we recorded these because we did the Patreon show this past weekend. Patreon.com slash Longbox Heroes. Uh, talked about Howard the Duck. I would say... Uh, you know, we're, we're two for two in a row. I think a lot of it definitely depends on the subject matter for what we're talking about, you know? Yeah, I think, uh, the worse or better, the better. Yeah. You know, middle, middle ground sells no tickets as far as I'm (laughs) concerned. (laughs) And I was going through my notes. I was supposed to in September, we're like a month removed from that. I was supposed to do like I did with like Dick Tracy and uh, and Thank again, you, you're gonna kill me now. What the hell is the name of the Barry Bostwick movie? It literally just escaped my name. Mega Mega Force. Show Megaforce. some fucking respect, Sposto. All right, I was gonna say Super Force, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Where on like the anniversary of their release dates or whatever it was, um, I went ahead and threw it out live. You know, for, for free. a day. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Day. Well, I, let's just say this: you hit Dick Tracy on the mark. Megaforce, maybe you were at wrestling and completely fucking forgot about it because I'll never forget the tweet. I'm like, it's the X anniversary of Megaforce, and two seconds later, the tweet comes out. I may have forgotten something. I was like, disrespectful. I know. Um, 
but I forgot two. There was two that I had planned in September. One was Rocky Horror Picture Show, and I forget what the other one was. But I do have. I'm gonna do a more concerted effort for like next year. <laughs> like, um, you know, we talk about on the Howard the Duck one, where like Howard's birthday is like October 9th or some shit. Yeah, I have. I had the date written down. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So oh, I like, have a screen cap of that, so it's okay. Right. So we're gonna like drop that like next year. Like, oh, it's one day freebie <laughs> to celebrate Howard's birthday. You know that sort of hatching thing. Hatching day. Hatching day. Hatching day. My apologies. <laughs> right. Um, but, but I also have to say, um, you may have to figure out like, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, either a Dropbox and or just on a flash drive. I think I want to give. Uh, the Howard the Duck episode as a freebie to young Josh at the store, the biggest Howard the Duck fan there oh, is. Oh, I can, I can, I can, I can make that happen. That's no right. Problem. And then I look at that as that's his first taste free. Yeah, you know. And then maybe we could hook him. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, I was talking to him today, and he's like, "I saw you were doing Howard the Duck." I said, "Yeah, I'll see." About. I said, "Talk to Joe when he comes in." He's like, "I'm not here on when Joe comes in." I'm like, "All right, I'll talk to him tonight." I, got, so I did it on Mike, so it's you know. I got Josh good. covered. He's good. He, yeah. Um. So, but it's been uh. You know, prior to that, it's been a week and a half since we had recorded. So, how was New York? New York was fun, except for the first half a day. Okay, because it was a goddamn disaster. But uh, otherwise, like, what good, happened? But, what was the disaster? So. We don't just say, oh, it was a disaster, right. moving on. No, I was gonna, I was just going to say, but ha- the rest of the day. So, like, me and Tom were, were going in to the city, and Tom's like, well, I don't care if I get there. Because I was always kind of motivating them to get there before the unwashed masses go in. Like, because we have the passes. It gets us in an hour early. You don't have to, like, when everybody's going in, you know, there's 10,000 people trying to get through the door after a certain point. So I'm like, let's get there. He's like, I don't care about that. If we get there late, whatever. I said, you're the, you're the boss. Let's go. So that has nothing to do. So we, we get there. Uh, we're taking his brother's pickup truck, which is like this huge Ram pickup truck, four door, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, hmm, this is going to be interesting. So we get into the city. That's not a problem. And the first thing that happens is we go to where we are, like the first day where we always park in like a big public lot. It's like right when you come through the Lincoln Tunnel, um, we go in. This truck is too big to fit anywhere, Joe, anywhere. Like they have it set up like it because of the parking garage, like the parking garage has a wall and then it has like a an indentation that your hood can fit under so you can fit where you're parking. The hood's above that. So we go, and we're like, all right, we can't park here. Um, so we leave. And I love Tom, but he ate the $15, like, for two minutes. I was like, tell him you were here a minute. Get your, he's like, ah, let's go. I'm like, okay, it's your money. Um, so we drive around looking for an oversized, like, like an outside lot where you don't have to worry about height or length or anything like that, or a uh, a lot that has, and I'm like on the phone looking because we always just went to this one place. So he's like, okay, we're going to have to park outside the city, like, and then come in. I said, um, somehow, and, and it gets really confusing. He's like, all right, let's go to the hotel and we'll, we'll park at the hotel. 
and we'll see if we could do that because we we weren't able to check in until the afternoon. So we're like, okay, we go. Tom thought he booked a hotel where we thought we were usually were, but we weren't. So we had to drive around and find the hotel. Um, So we eventually find the hotel and they don't have a parking lot. They have a locked garage that you have to get like a key card to open. Okay. And since we can't check in, we can't park there. So I tell him, I said, that's it. We're done. Hold on. And I get my phone out and we've discussed when you had to go to New York. I'm like, we're going to the park and ride. And he's like, what's that? I said, the North Bergen park and ride. You go in, you park. It's if you go alone with your car, it's 650. And you get the parking and a round trip ticket into Port Authority, the bus station in New York and back out. Yeah, 650. That's that's beautiful. And now we had to pay $17 to get in through the tunnel the first time. Uh, so like, I'm like, we do that. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. I never want to do that. I said, we don't have any choice. He's like, all right, we'll do it. So he does that. It's, uh, uh, $10 for me to go like the two way trip, whatever. So basically between the two of us to park and go into the city is 1650, $17 just to go through the tunnel. And it's 50, 60, $70 a day to park. Yeah. And he's like, Oh, I don't want to do that. We get on the bus and they go, Tom, look, like we can go in. The bus will be here in five minutes. He goes, oh, you mean all these times the bus comes every, I said the bus comes weekdays every 10 minutes on the weekend, every 15 to 20, maybe a half hour. He goes, oh, I thought you had a schedule in it and it was only one time a day. I was like, no, you just never listened to me. I said, this is the way to go. (laughs) He ends up loving it. He goes, we're doing this because it's only a stone's throw from the hotel and we don't know the neighborhood. Um, So for the rest of the weekend, we did that. Instead of paying 17 bucks and 80 bucks a day. And he's like, oh, I like this. This isn't going to cut into my, you know, my take home pay. I'm like, oh, I could fucking punch you, Tom. Right. And I told him that. So Tom don't listen, does he? What? Tom doesn't listen to the podcast as you're threatening violence against him. Does he? He, he does sometimes. But all this was told right to his face. Oh, OK, good, good. So we go in on the bus. Right. So now this is like us the whole morning. It's It's almost noon one o'clock when we get in right so i'm like all right let's go we go to white castle we get some food um i got the nicest panhandler in the history of the world um in white castle he walked in and i just want to tell this story he walked in he looks at me and tom and we got the four burger combo platter so i got four burgers fries and a drink the guy's like man i'm, I'm down on my luck and i'm about to say i don't have any change he goes can i have one of the hamburgers and i'm like you want food He's like, yeah, I said, here's the hamburger. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Tom's like, here's my burger. I'm not going to eat all four. And we were kind of like, do you want, like, we both got medium fries. I was like, you want to share our fries? Like, here, take the fry. You know what I mean? And the guy walked, like, thanked us and walked out. And we saw him, like, walking up the street eating the burgers. I'm like, I have no, like, anybody who's going to ask me for money, you're not getting it. But if you say you're hungry and you want food, I'll buy you food. You know? So that was kind of cool. Um, so there's a just to interject here. I'll, I'll get to my story, but there's a panhandler like in my area, mm-hmm. and uh, Brett, when he listens to this, could vouch for it. And he has a dog with him, right? And many times, like when people interact with them, I know Brett has, I know April has, and he asks for money, and people will be like, "Well, how about we get something for like you and the dog to eat?" And he always goes, "The dog's fine." <laughs> 
Okay. Doc, want a beer? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. Anyway. So. But uh, so we ate, and then we walked over to the Javits, right? And there was a link, uh, uh, and we're kind of like tired, and Tom was like frustrated, and I'm because it was a long morning, you know? Yeah. So we get to the Javits, and even if we got there late, it's easy to get in because where they have the uh, like uh, talent, artists, stuff like that, it's a different door. You don't have to fight with everybody. So it was cool. So we get up, and Tom's like, Hi, I'm Tom Durenick, Artist Alley blah 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 she's like all right what name is that under okay blah 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 all right uh we don't have we don't seem to have that name what email could it be under and uh tom's uh email and i won't give it out here but is man thing related that's correct i remember so um he's like well, man thing it's a comic character and they're like well we don't care about like we're, i get it like whatever so like no we don't have that could it be under thomas could it be under we don't have an artist alley pass for you. Oh my goodness. Right. So we're, he's like, well, and I'm like bringing up the website and I'm like, he's on the website. He's got a picture. It's like, that don't matter. I said, uh, Tom's like, well, didn't, didn't, doesn't New York site have his like booth assignment there yes, as well? His, his picture and his table and whatever. And he's like, well, I'm at, table b i think it was b17 this this year and uh they're like that that doesn't help us and i'm like and i grab and i this was me i grabbed the paper out of tom's hand that i said this is the receipt that he pays i he paid i know that helps and she's like well let me i gotta go talk to whoever's in charge of our sally and like their hand they're like walking away like there's a bunch of different booths. There's like a press area. There's this. And I'm like, well, why are you going down there? Get whoever's down there and bring them up here. And it was a rigmarole. It took about 20 minutes. And we had to like get out of the way because other people were coming for Artist Alley. And eventually it was hashed out. But I didn't like getting handed off to three people. And then like the person coming back who's running that spot just going, I don't know. It's, it's them now. I'm like, well, why are we here? Like, why aren't we with them? You know what I mean? And, yeah. but in the end it worked out and, uh, uh, spoiler alert, Tom made lots of money. So it all worked out in the end. It's the most important thing. Right. And then I won't mention who, uh, but it wasn't me. It's had some family emergencies and maybe we had kind of had to leave early on Sunday. So, uh, it was a weird, it was a weird weekend, but in the end, you know, had lots of fun, uh, ate food, got stuff for other people. And I bought about 20 back issues to fill in some holes for myself. And that was about it. Cool. No, uh, original art, uh, strike your fancy to pull you back in to nope. that world. Nope, nope, uh, nothing that I grabbed. And uh, the guy whose house you want to rob was shocked that uh -huh. I ended up spending maybe $40 on myself. Yeah. Um, and I bought gifts for some people, and uh, I some people had me buy stuff. Like Matt's sister told me if I, if I found a fig uh, to, to get it for her. And I handed that off to another guy, and he helped me out. So, uh and because he was there too, and I ended up getting her, her a figure, so I got to hand that off to her. Um, so I did more work for other people than I did myself, but I couldn't find any uh, uh, Harper's Hankies figures for you guys. Okay, so. 
Um, well, no, not Harper's Hanky. Eddie Kingston. You don't have a cute name for him yet. So. Oh, no, I don't. Uh, uh, he's the he's the he's the guy who makes babies cry. I don't like him. That's right. He just made one baby cry. But that's friends. the most important baby. They're, they're friends now. It's OK. Oh, good. Good. Uh, any uh, interesting creator interactions? Any interesting like fan interactions? Anyone come up to you and say, hey, you're Todd of Longbox Heroes uh, or, or Porch Talk. Maybe they recognize you from that. Um, yes, one person, and he's, uh, give me a second, because I can't, I know his name, but I made sure I, uh, Ryan Fisher showed up. Oh, I know Ryan. Oh, my yeah, goodness. he was like, oh, I know John, we ended up talking for a little bit, um, at Tom's table. Ryan's um, the one who got us the, uh, Robin book. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, so we had a nice little chat, um, he was doing stuff, and I was like, you know, I was like, it was cool, like, he was really the only one. Of like that from the like listens to the show kind. Of, I know Matt Fish said he was gonna yell up and down the aisles until he found me, but I think that was a bold faced lie because I heard oh, no. Oh my goodness! I heard no yelling on Saturday. Um, and I was at the it was the, the entire convention floor was whisper quiet. Right. Yes. Um, but cool interactions because I try to keep them to a minimum because I'm getting more awkward in my old age. Sure. Um, but Kyle Starks was fun to talk to. I may have barnacled his table way too much over the weekend, <laughs> which is an official term that creators use. Um, it's people who stand at a table and talk too long. But he ended up saying, and I'll give this to him. He says, he says, uh, he goes, the. He liked our podcast and he remembered you and he likes, he said, I like doing it. Your podcast is fun. Cause I, I don't, there's some podcasts I like and some I don't. He goes, and I usually don't remember the ones I like. I usually remember the ones I hate. Um, but he goes, you guys are cool. You always push my stuff. And we ended up chatting. Um, we chatted for about 20 minutes about Johnny Cash. Um, cool. cause he had a Johnny cash hat on and that was like some of the coolest stuff. And then we chatted about like what, like upcoming he has. And I should have took notes, but it was more kind of off the record. Some of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, uh, uh, they did announce the boom book this weekend. Okay. Okay. Then that, that was one that he was talking about and he was talking about his wild dog stuff. Yeah. And um, he was like hoping that I could guess the, whether or not people will be able to guess the villain from the silhouette when it happens. Um, stuff like that. Uh, talking about, uh, you'll appreciate this. He was talking about how one guy dared te- uh, say that he was a bigger D man fan than Kyle. And Kyle took umbrage. <laughs> So I was like, yeah, I said, because that guy's the third biggest D-Man fan. It goes Kyle, then Joe, then that random dude. And he's like, okay, I can live with that, you know, hierarchy. (laughs) Um, But he was fun, and he was much happier, even though he didn't have Coke Zeros. Um, He was still a blast. And, Joe, he was the hit of the show. Like, people were coming up about the Peacemaker book, one after another. that's, That's fantastic. Right. And he like, I mean, I literally I'd get out of the way if anybody wanted to talk, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And it was just about that. And then he was talking about like, I think the where monsters lies, like, like part two is yeah. the hopper, blah, blah, blah. And then he secretly told me what company's the worst and uh, I, stuff like that. You know, I think we talked. Uh, off uh, mic, off mic. We talked about that. Well, no, he. T- so I feel okay talking about it because he talked about it on an, on another podcast. Right. Uh, Dynamite's the worst. 
Okay. Is that what he said? I don't think it was dynamite. Oh, okay. Because he buried dynamite on one of the podcasts that I listened to. But, uh, uh, he talked about like his Mars attack stuff just isn't in print. He goes because they don't know what they're doing over at dynamite. And I'm like, right, oh. right. <laughs> but uh, so th- that was really cool. And then um, other creators that I met were I ended up having a long conversation with Jeremy Adams. Okay. Green Lantern. And he remembered us talking about the Green Lantern book through the, That's cool. through the Twitter and stuff. And we ended up, and I ended up talking about how Green Lantern is like the stealthily the best book on the market. Like, and, and how a lot of fun was like talking about how comics are becoming fun again, especially at DC with like Green Lantern and Superman and like going down the, like Nightwing and blah, blah, blah. And like, like they, they're starting to realize that comics can be fun. And I did the, the joke about when you're going to fight Dr. Polaris for our good buddy DJ. And he's like, yeah, I, I like, like I gave him the, the, the elevator pitches, Green Lantern, Silver Surfer right now. He's stuck on earth. He's like, I like that. He's like, I like that a lot. And we ended up, I got, I got my Mark photo with him. Yep. And then he came over and uh, while I wasn't there, he was over at Tom's table because Tom did some fill-in work for his run on Flash. Okay. So he brought, like, he came over and he ended up was like, oh, like, do you have any pages from that? And he ended up buying pages off him. And then the guy who's doing the Green Lantern, like, because he did the the Jay Garrick Flash, Jeremy Adams. And I forget who the writer of the Green Lantern book is. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He came over and we ended up having like maybe a half hour conversation about comics and uh, fun comics and like uh, Jeff Johns. We ended up talking about like Jeff Johns and like he's the guy who pretty much pitched like these books to those guys. And the guy who did the Green Lantern kind of didn't want to do it because he is openly uh, the same as Alan Scott. If yeah, you get my meaning. Yeah, he's a gay guy. Sure. Right. So he, he's gay and he's like, oh, I don't want to be like, like do that. And like, he's basically pitched it as I want you to not because he's gay or whatever, but I want you to write this book that you're proud to put it on your wall and end up, give it to any friend that you have. It was, he's like, Jeff Johns is a big like pitch man. He can get you to do anything. And that was kind of, what it was and i found that completely interesting Mm -hmm. um so yeah that was fun and then i had one last interaction i missed mark russell and i asked if he was going to come back later but they said they he they didn't know um like mr t yes exactly like mr t um because i waited until sunday to talk to a lot of people and a lot of people left i don't know if it was uh the covid that was ripping through the 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 the, uh, a con but uh i did get to talk to the artist of traveling to mars for about 20 minutes okay and i i mean i poured it on about how much we love traveling to mars and he's like i was like oh when like this switch happened at the latest issue and you know they get there and he realizes like what the sassy robot says and everything and he's like oh so i can't wait to see the ending he goes he goes i want your opinion here's my email Woo! When this book is over, tell me what you thought of the ending because I'm genuinely interested. So I have his email on my refrigerator right now ready to go for when the last issue of Traveling to Mars. I had a lot of fun interactions on the floor. That's awesome, man. And I'll say this. I'm glad beforehand I didn't put like some sort of weird bug in your ear. And hopefully by the next time that we go to a convention, you'll have forgotten this conversation happened. Right. But – 
I'm glad that you went and had those interactions with creators without thinking like, I got to get content for the podcast or I got to ask these people to do interviews. Right. That's or, funny you mentioned because I'm talking to Jeremy Adams. And when it came up, I was like, we're the ones who do the podcast that talk about you all the time. And we, like we we did this thing about the book. And he's like, I remember the tweet. And I said, I'm like, we have a podcast. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not asking you to be on. And he looks at me, he goes, and he goes, I'm not trying to push you to come on the show. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, listen, I've been around enough and I've seen other people do it. And I've seen it myself just mentioning I have a podcast and I could see death in a lot of creators eyes. Like, oh God, please. Like, he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, he goes, if you want, he goes, I, I listen to you guys. I like you guys. He goes, oh, if you want me amazing. on, he goes, I'll be on. He goes, hit me up. He goes, because he has a Flash Gordon book coming out and the, that's the same company that's doing Dick Tracy. He's like, do you want to like maybe see if I can get the Dick Tracy guy on? And I'm like, slow your roll, Jeremy. <laughs> um, but no, it was like really cool. So it was like, Jeremy was like super nice. He's like, do you want to be on? And there's a part of me when I'm jacked for somebody, like I can't just walk up to a creator I kind of like and go, hey, you want to be on the show? But I could have talked to the artist of traveling to mars or jeremy adams like because i could gush and it's legitimate if that makes any sense yes like, it shows that i'm actually like when i go like when when i talked to jeremy and i did the whole bit of hal getting promoted through the day that issue yeah he's like oh my like he's like you are genuinely a fan if that makes any sense he's like you are hitting all the beats it's not like you went like, oh, I kind of flicked through this and, you know, I'm kind of sucking up to you. I was gushing. And he's like, oh, this this is really nice. And if you ever want me on, he goes, just hit me up. And I was like, oh, well, I'll talk to my co-host about it. He's really the better interviewer, you know? <laughs> well, listen, you, you did a good job getting the foot in the door. I knew that they announced the Flash Gordon book. I didn't know he was on it yet. Yep. So that's super cool. Right, right. So other than that, uh, a lot of good food. Had my pizza, my Hawaiian pizza, which I know you love. Um, that's uh, and that's about it. Cool. How was your uh, vacation, Joe? It was good. It was vacation, man. Um, so flights were no problem. Um, you know, a little bit of delays, but no like crazy delays, no cancellations, no nothing like that. You know, I don't mm -hmm. fly a ton. Um, I was saying to someone, you know, like if you're, I, I count like the flight down and the flight home as like one flight. I don't, but go ahead. You know what I mean? Like it, like the trip is one flight. Okay. Um, but if we're going to count like me being on a plane, like I finally broke like double digits of me being on a plane this, this past weekend. Wow. In my entire life, you know, right. that doesn't count the, the, the Chikara copter, right? That does not count the Chikara copter. Right. right. Small That's a health craft does not count. Right. Um, so like, is it just, a, you know, a couple delays, no big deal. Um, Asa is a very bad traveler. Oh, must get that off one of his parents. Maybe well, he gets it off both of his parents. Oh. So, so um, he gets it off of Jerry too. Oh my goodness. Um, so the way down was a little bit more of a delay. There was like multiple delays, but it was like, it went from like nine o'clock to nine 15 to nine 25 to 9.33, then back to 9.25, right? Okay. And every time there was a delay, he thought that increased the chances of our luggage not getting there. Oh, that's true, though. Definitely and he, true. And he was really worried about it. 
Mm. And then on the way home, we're boarding. We're in line. We're walking to the thing where they have to scan your ticket, right? Mm -hmm. And he just all of a sudden stops. Hang on, I think I left something at where we were. And he just stops in the middle of his line, puts his carry-on down, and starts digging through it to make sure his stuff is there. So I'm just like telling the people, I'm like, just go around us, I guess, right? You know? Right. Um, but this is the first flight that he's ever been on, like not as a baby, like that right. he was cognitive and conscious of what was going on. Um, you know, and I'm sure it'll get better. We have another one coming up at the end of February. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it, of course. Um, so every day of the trip, like something like little bad happened, mm-hmm. but it was enough to like, just kind of like, eh, you know what I mean? Um, so we got there. I think I'd mentioned it last week or whatever, um, where we like just the way that the arrangements worked. Cause we were going to stay with her parents or her aunt. And then go to our hotel and everything else like that. And it just didn't work out. So we had to see if we could add an extra room onto our main hotel on the resort. It's like an extra like $700. So like we'll just get like a flop house for like 100 bucks, Just so we have somewhere to sleep for seven hours in between the flight landing and us getting to our real hotel. Right? Right. So we get there. And as we're going into our room... Asa like clips the side of one of the beds and gets a cut on his toe. Oh no. And it's, it's three o'clock in the morning. We're all beat ass tired. And he just has a meltdown. Right. He was fine the next day, but it was just like, Oh, there's one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, uh, so we got a rental just so that we didn't have to like rely on Ubers or people come picking us up at the airport, taking us to the hotel and everything else like that. And when our four days at the hotel was done, we had to go from Orlando to like outside of Tampa and then outside of Tampa back to the airport. So we're like, we'll just get a rental. And we were getting, we were booking the rental earlier this year. They gave you an option that you could just get a mystery rental. It'll be a little bit cheaper than like your normal rental, but you have mm-hmm. no pick of what the car you're going to get is. Right. So we get there and the mystery rental is a 2024 Ford F-150 extended cab. Yeah. Joe's in my neck of the woods now. So I've always wanted one for a very long time. Um, but like, it's just never feasible. I'm, I'm the one, I don't get the new car. I get the one that was the new car. Like April gets the new car. I get the hand me down, which Mm -hmm. is fine. Like the last new car that I purchased was in 1997. Right. Right now. Was it a new, new car or was it a used new car? It was, it had like, Jesus Christ. It had like 300 miles on it. All right. That's new, new. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So April loved driving it too. Right. Oh, so I said, I go, well, when it's time for pickup trucks, but go ahead. I go, well, when it's time for you to get a new car, you know, like you don't have to get the big, big one, but you can get like the next one down. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was just funny that we have this big giant car. We go to the hotel and we get a deal with part of our hotel is that we can park there. They'll add it onto our room and it's $18 a day. Okay. No problem. How does this work? Here's your room key. You go in, you scan it. It lets you right in. You're good to go. And then when you're leaving, you just scan your room key again, even if you're checked out, and you're good to go. Worked going in, did not work coming out. Room key would not work going out. We had to then pay $191 so we can get out of the parking lot and then immediately call the hotel and say, here's the receipt. 
We have it on here that you charge us the $18 a day for the room and you charge $191 to leave. They're like, no problem. We're going to get that fixed. Now, granted me, I'm like, nah, we'll wait till we get back. And like, we weren't even on I-4 and April's like, I'm calling those motherfuckers to get this fixed. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. Um, also, if it was Tom, he would have paid twice. Right. Right. Just to be safe. Yep. Um, Ace didn't like the food, but I get it. It's like, you know, it's like a step up from like amusement park places. He right. tried a burger at like three or four different places and they all kind of like they weren't for him. So he right. was kind they of were bummed like about fat that. burgers, right? Well, he has it in his head that on like the burger patty, if there's like the slightest bit of black on the on the patty, that it's burned and it's no oh. good. Doesn't he know hamburgers should be burnt to a crisp? But anyway, OK, he doesn't because that's not right. So he was just a little bit bummed about that. Um, so we got there where they're doing the first day and the lines are crazy, but I will say this, not unlike Scotty from Star Trek, Universal does a good deal where they set the expectations much higher than what the actual wait time is. Right. Like the new Harry Potter ride perennially, like the park opens at eight o'clock, 801, that ride now has a two hour wait. Yep. Cause can't you like pre-board? Well, like like, like people, reservations or something. There's the people that could do the fast pass, which is a different line. And then in two of the three parks, if you stayed at the resort, you get to go in an hour early. But even mm-hmm. still at that hour early going into the park, that new Harry Potter ride, it was like literally it was eight o'clock. It has an hour f- or it has a hundred and five minute wait. Eight oh one has a hundred and twenty minute wait. Right. But the actual wait's only like 90 minutes. But by them saying it's 105 to 120, and it only ends up being 90, and it's so bad, right? Right. Those miracle workers at Disney. Right. Universal, but yes. Universal, I'm sorry. Um. So April and Asa hit, like, every roller coaster across the two parks that have roller coasters. Right. And then they determined which one would be okay for me to go on. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm on vacation. I will do it toward the end of the day. So if it ruins my life, it only ruins, like, the end of one day as opposed to, like, one full day. Right. Um, and it was the new Harry Potter one, which is like you're riding Hagrid's motorcycle or something. I don't know no Harry Potter, right? Yeah, I don't know either. So it was good. It was all right. Like no loop de loops, no like going backwards, no like really jostling you around. You're not suspended from anything. Like you're sitting on a thing. Like you're sitting on a motorcycle. It's like two people per thing. Like one person's in the motorcycle, and one pe- person's in the sidecar, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So I did that one, and that was okay, and. You know, whether it was this ride or any of the other rides, um, whenever we did that sort of stuff, uh, we always made line buddies. Uh, we were really good at making line buddies while we were there. Right. Chatting it up with people, getting their life story, the whole thing. Like, we're a very personable crew, the three of us, right? Right. I, I But I always understood anybody who's been tangentially around wrestling usually has line buddies. Joe. Wow. <laughs> usually it's like one for you and one for me. It's the way it works. <laughs> Well, if only I had the soundboard up and ready to go now. Right. But I don't want to spoil it for the main show, or I didn't. Anyway. Right. Um, Now, the other thing that we learned was, because we're like, nah, we're dragging our feet. Like, the Sunday we got there a little bit late, Um, you know, just because, like, checking in and everything else like that. I don't think we got to the actual park itself until, like, 1 o'clock mm-hmm. on Sunday. And the park's on during this time of year, every day but Monday and Tuesday 
close a little bit early so they could do the flip over for Halloween Horror Nights, right? And, uh, you know, a lot of interesting people come out to see the Halloween Horror Nights. I heard people were dressing up. People were dressing up, and then when there's the two date, like, because we got there Sunday, there's no Halloween Horror Nights Monday, Tuesday. A lot of those people that were there dressed up Sunday night for the Halloween Horror Nights were there Monday morning, bright and early, dressed up for, like, Harry Potter land, you know? Right, right. So Tuesday, we get the idea. We're like, if the park opens at 8, let's be in the line to get into the park at 7.30 so that we're there. And that actually worked out much better because there's another ride, like the Harry Potter's longest, you know, longest line. It's the newest ride, whatever. The next newest ride was some sort of Minions bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. But that was another one where when we were walking around the park on Sunday, Monday, that one like perennially had like a 90 minute, 100 minute wait time. So because we got to the park early, we were able to like, hit like four rides before nine o'clock. Right. And it was like we hit the first Minion ride. We hit the second Minion ride. Like literally we just walked in. Wait, like they make you wait and they watch the stupid video that sets up the premise for the ride. Walked across the street to the other minion ride, watched the stupid video. And by the time we got to the second minion ride, the first one that we went to was already at an hour wait. Oh, okay. You know, so then we're like, okay, let's go over to the Simpsons one, do the Simpsons one. We get right into the Simpsons one. And then the Harry Potter one that was across from the Simpsons one was already like jammed up. So we're like, okay, now we know for tomorrow. First one we're coming to is that Harry Potter one. Right. Mm hmm. And then the other thing is there's other things that open later during the course of the day, whatever. Um, we went to one of the fancy restaurants that's on um, the premises, City Walk. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce what it is, but it's like some sort of like fancy restaurant, but it's also chocolate themed. Okay. I got a brisket and mushroom meatloaf. Okay. That was on a bed of um, a bed of mashed potatoes. And had like onion straws and a garlic wine sauce on it. And it was delightful. Okay. So I'm there, we're eating it. And I feel like something's going on. I don't feel right here. And uh, my gimpy tooth fell out while we were there. Oh my God. So that was Tuesday and we're a week in and I still haven't gotten a chance. We've just been so rush, rush from being there and then getting home, I still don't have my gimpy tooth in back in. Like April then put the crown back in, you know? Does she have the mortar to do it? Um, well, we didn't on vacation. We have it at home, but we just we've just been busy. Like work is bad. No, okay, well that's what I mean. When yeah. you say she's doing it, she'll do it in your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, if I was you, I would have ran an opportunity and been like, I would have like called the 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 garçon over. Yeah. And have the steak in my mouth with like the tooth like wedged in it. Like eh, I broke my tooth on the steak. No, and your they, dental bills would be covered universally. It, Universal health care right there. Joe. First of all, it was it was a meatloaf, so it was very soft. Oh, okay. And uh they do have like it's like fancy, but it's not so fancy. It's like character themed, like everything there has a goddamn story, a backstory and lore to it, right? <laughs> right. And the characters that walk around, there's like a steampunk man. 
Mm-hmm. Right? He's like a robot, but he's powered by steam. So there's constant like steam and shit shooting off of him. <laughs> right. right. Farts. And then there's like the lady who's like the restaurant is named after. And she's in a costume and she's like dressed like an old timey lady. So she's got the bodice and everything's like pushed up to her neck, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, Todd, I will have you know, she was wearing a shitty wig too. Oh no, ruined your whole vacation. <laughs> um, now it didn't ruin my vacation, but like she's there, she's doing her bit, and Ace is like, yeah, whatever. April's like, yeah, whatever. And the whole time I'm just staring at her because I could <laughs> see where like her black hair is poking out underneath the oh, wig. Jesus Christ, John! <laughs> I can't help it. Um, and then around the park they'll have like character things, and a lot of the characters are like people in like the giant foam rubber things like oh here's a person dressed as a minion and here's a person dressed as hello kitty and here's a person dressed as like homer and lisa but then they have the bit where it's uh like scooby-doo and you have the person in the full scooby-doo costume and then you have like your human characters from scooby-doo there shit wigs upon shit wigs todd it was embarrassing <laughs> uh, thank god the name of the episode isn't gonna be shit wigs um no but uh but come on velma or daphne they okay uh again the outfits were good but i was hyper focused on the wigs my god uh all and right. the, but like I said, all in all the vacation was good we got to spend some time um with april's folks that moved down there uh with april's aunt that lives down there april's cousin that lives down there so it was like you know we got like friends and stuff like that um the one thing i will close out my story with and then close out the episode with so we can get on and do other things was um, the four days that we were at the park. Nary did I see a person with the homemade, my family drug me here and they're bleeding me dry and I hate it here and some snarky bullshit about being on vacation. Um, I love all those shirts. I think all you guys need to get a fucking sense of humor, man. <laughs> All you guys. It, it feels very passive aggressive to the people that you're taking on vacation. If you can't be passive aggressive to the people that you love, then uh, who can you be? I guess. I was like, I, I don't, I don't, my, my give a shit meter is busted. Like, mm. I'd be like, oh, whatever. You're wearing a shirt. Like, I, I didn't even read yeah. it. And if I did, I'd be like, oh, that's cute. You know, there, there, there is some sort of Harry Potter thing. Where it's like, I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good or making mischief. There's all these like Harry Potter catchphrases or some shit. Right. So they have the custom shirt that says like, you know, so-and-so family solemnly swears we're up to no good. Or mom making mischief, dad making mischief, Sally and Billy making mischief all with the matching shirts. Which I find equally as obnoxious, but not as offensive. Right. Okay. Gatekeeping clothes now. Okay, Joe. Listen, I was I was there wearing the shirt. You know, I was wearing my clothes that I wear. I got a chance to meet LA Knight in person. Let me really? talk to you. Yeah, of course. I put the he picture was there? Up on social media. Yeah, I got my picture taken with him. Oh, not like a fake LA Knight, right? Well, it's uh, the inspiration for the LA Knight character from The Simpsons, let's say. Oh, okay. Which I will say of all the things that I saw I was yeah. jealous of the most was you in Simpsons town. Yes. That, that, that bugged the shit out of me. Oh, it's oh. Todd. It was fantastic. Right. That bugged the shit out of me. You getting your picture with the third rate villain in the third best rogues gallery. Not so much bothering me. How dare you? 
But the Simpsons stuff and like the Quickie Mart and Moe's, I was like, I want, I should have hid an Ace's luggage. The it, my only complaint about the Simpsons area is it should be bigger. Yeah, and there's a lot of like facades that are up. Like here's uh comic book guys Android's Dungeon comic book shop. Oh, but it's just like a facade that you can't go in. Right, I get what you mean. It's like yeah. fake false fronts, yeah. Yeah, and like you go into Moe's and it looks like when you go inside Moe's, we didn't take any pictures of it because it was just packed. It looks like Moe's come to life, right? Right. Was the, the Quickie Mart open too or was that a facade? So the Quickie Mart was open too, but it doesn't look like the Quickie Mart inside. That's like uh, the main hub for the gift shop. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. But if there was an Android, oh my God, that would be the first place I would have got my picture taken. So the, the way that it works is like every, like all of those things are like connected when you go inside. Mm-hmm. So you go into Moe's, you go through the back of Moe's, and then that leads to like where all like the themed whatevers are. There's like Cletus's Chicken Shack, uh, the Frying Dutchman, like all those little things. But all it is is just like, here's a sign that looks, that looks like the sign from The Simpsons. And like, do you want like chicken tenders? Do you want fish sticks? You know, right. like that sort of thing, you know? Does Joe look like a man who's had all he can eat? <laughs> that could have been me. <laughs> yeah. Then you um, would it fish was me. <laughs> right? Um, but we ate very well on vacation as well. Uh, vacation ex- is expensive. But if you don't take, like, vacations all the time, you know, eh, once every three years, you, you, you go nuts, right? Right. A wise man once said, it only adds up if you add it up. <laughs> And I think there's no better way to close out the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening to Longbox Heroes After Dark 467, Todd and Joe's Adventures. There won't be another episode like this for, at the very least, another five months. Right. All right. Talk to you next week, everyone. And yeah, thanks for listening. To the soon to be named network, the Lamborghini. Of Podcast Network.